Amen. Hey, I'm excited about this weekend. I'm excited you know, all that God's doing, but I'm really excited about this word. You know, I've been, been, been praying and getting ready and studying, and God's uh, just really speaking to me and showing me a direction that he wants us to go. And, and uh, how many of you know that God wants to position you for power? I'm telling you that God wants you to have great power in your life. How many of you know that, that, that you could use some freedom in your life? That's about 12%. How many you know that you could use some freedom in your life? Amen. You, you know, uh, uh, and it's exciting for me because, you know, being in, in, in my spot, I get to see a lot of people, watch a lot of people who communicate. And, and, you know, we've been doing this for a little while. We got a little over 30 years of this ministry stuff and, and, and studying the Word of God and studying people and, and realizing that, you know, man, there's a lot of people that are, that, that are struggling with the same things that they were a couple of years ago. And they got, they got challenges and, and mindsets and belief systems and conditions that, that they can't seem to, to, to get through and get breakthrough. And what's going on? And God's began to show me that he's going to lead us to a place where we can absolutely humiliate hell, where you can demonstrate Satan's defeat in the very areas of your life where the enemy has had control, where the enemy has had dominion. You're going to, if, if you just walk this out in the next couple of weeks with us, you're going to step into a realm of freedom that's going to humiliate hell. Amen. I'm, I'm excited for where we're going. Amen. Well, I was just kind of hoping, you know, for, for a soft word and an ice cream cone. <laughs> oh, praise God. I'm glad you're here. Amen. Uh, Barna, George Barna, uh, he he's, uh, does a bunch of research, research company, kind of like the Gallup poll, but for the church. And, and uh, 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 not too long ago in Barna's research, they, 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 they evangelicals, they, uh, you know, they, they uh, interviewed thousands and thousands of evangelicals and it's up over 65%. Can't remember the exact percentage, but I've, it's my understanding that 73.2% of all percentages are made up on the spot. But, uh, so it's like 68%, something like that. But uh, a, a big, big percentage of evangelicals uh, in, in America do not believe in demons. And I know what some of you are thinking. They're right. And I'm thinking, you're an idiot. Yeah, I'm just telling you what I'm thinking. I'm not, not about you personally, but just, uh, you know. Here's, here's the thing is that if, if the enemy can convince you that there's no enemy then you don't have to be prepared, right? And, and, and a lot of people, you know, don't want to mess with the devil because they're afraid of him. And the Bible, man, man I hope you're reading that book. I, I, hope you're, I hope you're in that book. The Bible says, for this purpose was the Son of God manifest that he might destroy the works of the evil one. If Jesus, that's who it's talking about, for this purpose was the Son of God manifest that he might destroy the works of the evil one. If Jesus was successful in fulfilling his purpose while on the earth, which I, I know he was, Right? Because uh, there was a point where he said, it's finished. Which is like saying, got her done. Yeah. If he was successful, then the works of the evil one were destroyed. Now, it's, it's, it's kind of like the anointing that has the ability to remove burdens and destroy yokes. And, and a lot of us, well, we just want to break the chains. No, I don't want to break the chains. I want the chains destroyed. Because that which is broken can be repaired, but that which is destroyed is annihilated and rendered powerless. See, in Luke it says that God has given you authority over all the power of the devil. And so, you know, a lot of people are afraid of the devil because he's got power. But here's the problem, see, is that he might have power, but you have authority. And, and he, his works have been destroyed. In other words, they really aren't effective. No weapon formed against me can prosper, and every tongue that rises against me I can condemn because this is the heritage of the children of the living God. And, and you have the ability to demonstrate Satan's defeat, uh, not, not, because, not because he has no power, but because you got all the authority. 
But you have to be able to see it, right? Because freedom, let me tell you something about freedom, because God's calling us into a position of power where there's insane freedom. And, but freedom is never granted voluntarily by the oppressed. It must be demanded, right? It's got to be demanded by the oppressed. It's never granted voluntarily by the oppressor. Okay, once he, he th- if he's got you, if you're going to live in prison, he doesn't mind that you don't know that you're not aware that the locks aren't on the doors anymore. You know, he, he, well, he, he, he's wreaking havoc in my life. Well, that's because you're a sissy. Now, I love you. Everybody say, Pastor Tom loves me. Say it again. Pastor Tom loves me. Okay, Pastor Tom loves you. But you, 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 you got to buckle up, Beatrice. Because, you know, uh, this soft, weak living thing, you know, uh, you know I, I, just need, I just need comfort. I, I'm just, I just need somebody to tell me it's okay, pat me on the head. No, 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 no. You need to rise up in your authority. Because you have an enemy. You have an enemy that, that, that he's defeated, but he, he ain't trying to hurt you. He's trying to kill you. And, and, and if he can get you to live outside the purpose and the plan of God, man, you know, he can wreak all kinds of havoc. But the reality is, is that there ain't no need of that. You can take dominion. Hello, somebody. You walk in your freedom. Jesus was talking to his guys, you know, and it's in John chapter 8, starting at uh, verse 31, and it says that Jesus was speaking to those Jews who had believed on him. He's talking to believers. Look at somebody say, he's talking to believers. Okay, and, and he's talking to those guys that, who had believed in him, and he said, uh, if, if you hold to my teaching, if you continue in my word, if you hold to my teaching, uh, then that's when you're really, look, look if you hold to this thing, if you, if you uh, King James, if you continue, right? If you continue in my word, if you continue, see, it's one thing to begin, it's another thing to continue, right? Remember in Genesis, leave that up there, don't take it away. In Genesis, uh, uh, when Isaac had sowed in the land, he reaped a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. I love the ands of the Bible, okay? I, I love the ands because it's like, man, he sowed and he reaped. That's awesome. He didn't just reap a little, he reaped a hundredfold. But God went above and beyond that, and the Lord blessed him. The word blessed means to be positioned to win or succeed regardless of the situation. God, God actually took him to a different realm. He walked in, listen to me, Isaac walked in obedience to God when he didn't feel like it, when he didn't want to, when it wasn't, it just didn't seem natural. But he did what God said, and, and, and God caused, you know, there, there are certain laws, there are natural laws. It, it, it's a law. Be not deceived, God will not be mocked. Whatever man sows, that's what he's going to reap. So this reaping thing, ain't that all that surprising? It's just they were in a time of drought. It's a famine. You know, a lot of people sowing seed and it's not producing. But, but God just made the law operate on his behalf. But then he took him to a different realm and the Lord blessed him. See, God is able to do exceeding abundantly above and beyond anything you could ask or think. In other words, God blew his mind. He, he, he stepped out in obedience to God and God said, man, that was good. Let me show you something. And, and he did. Hello, somebody. You know, you don't need to be all surprised when natural laws are in operation. But what's amazing is that when we allow the Spirit of God to take us to a different level. Remember that story when the, uh, uh, the guy with the talents and, and he hit him and instead of investing them, instead of making more, and he got in trouble and he, said, and, and he was making his excuse and he said, well, and, and listen to what he said. He said, well, I knew that you were a guy who reaped where he didn't sow. What? You ever thought about that? He knew. Listen, there's, there's a place in the spirit realm 
where, where, uh, where God wants to take you to, to a place. You know, everybody's trying to get out from under the law. Are you kidding me? It's a greater law. See, the, you have the law of gravity. Everybody understand that one? Right, the law of gravity, it, it's, it's there. Whether you believe it or not, it's there. But the law of gravity is, is a lower level law. There are, there are higher laws that are not subject to the lower law, which is why you can get an airplane and fly and defy the law of gravity. Why? Because, you, well, the laws of aerodynamics are not subject to the law of gravity. It's a higher law. See, there is a, there is a higher power that God's calling us into. See, there's a natural realm where you sow and you reap. But there's, but, there's a, but there's a spiritual realm where you reap where you didn't sow. That's where the Lord has blessed you. It's not that you're not going to stop sowing, because, but because you're walking in obedience, God pulls you up to a different level. And Jesus said, you know what, well, he's talking to his guys, he said, what you guys, got, you got started, see, uh, uh, he, uh, and back to Genesis for just a second, it says that Isaac, he, 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 he began to prosper, and he continued to prosper until he became, and there's a progressive picture painted there that, that, that Jesus is actually tapping into here. He said, you began as a believer, now you've got to continue. Why? Because I want to get you to a place where you become all that God's called and created you to become. I want you to see all that God has possible for you. Man, I, I, I want you to get to a place where well, I'm telling you, God's, God's getting ready to lead us, and Jesus is trying to get these guys to see something amazing. And he said, if you'll continue, you started, you're a believer. You started, but now you got to continue. If you hold to this, quit letting go. Quit caving in. Quit giving up. Quit checking out. You know, believers, man, they're flaky. Because, you know, we'll stand on a scripture until it's, uh, until it's opposed well, man, that's, that's when your faith kicks in, right? That's when power is released. How I many of you know the Bible says resist the devil, submit to God, and then the enemy will flee? See, we resist the devil, and when he comes back, we run and hide. We, we forget the submission part. Submission doesn't start until you disagree. My God, somebody. Submission don't start when you're in agreement. That's called agreement. You know, church people need to get this because, you know, man, we are, we are so flaky. Come on. Can, can, it, listen, if you're not a believer today, you're a luck. I'm picking on believers, okay? Because <laughs> here's, here's the deal. Man, we're so, you know, we, we get irritated. We get offended. We, we, we fight about stupid stuff. We, we do all kinds of dumb stuff. And, and uh, uh, uh and the, th- the thing of it is, is that submission is where the power is released. So the enemy, he's looking at a believer who's the most easily offended person on the face of the planet. You know, listen to me. It is not my goal, not my intent to offend you. If it was, you'd already be there. Because I have, the, like, that gift. Okay. Um, I- I'm not wanting to offend people. But you know what's crazy is that... It, uh, and, and, you know, and I, I feel bad. And I, you know, you might not believe that, but uh, you know, in my private time, you know, I don't want you to see it. But in my private time, I, dang it, I did it again. And and uh, uh, you know, and uh, you know, because I look at it this way, man. If if the preacher can offend you, wait till the devil shows up. 
you know, here's a verse for you. If you've run with a footman and they've wearied thee, how will you contend with a horseman? You know, and, 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 but, but here, here's the deal is the enemy knows that we're easily off-ended. Why? Well, because Psalms 119 verse 165 says, Great peace have those that love thy law, and nothing can off-end them. Well, why don't we have great peace? Well, because we don't know the word of God. Okay, uh, and the enemy knows that if he can offend you, you won't submit. See, a lot of you think, a lot of you think that, uh, that you're getting offended with the preacher, and I'm just going to say this, and you know I'm not trying to offend you. I love you. But a lot of times what you're doing is you're getting offended with, with what the Spirit of God's asking you to do. <laughs> you should see the way some of you are not looking at me. <laughs> and, 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 uh, uh, because if you submit, you, you, you got to resist the devil, then you submit to God, then the enemy flees. He said, you know what? You guys got to, you, you got to hold to this thing. You got to continue. You got to quit letting go of this word. Cause if you'll hold to my teaching, then you're really my disciples. Look at the next verse. He said, and then, then everybody say then, yeah, yeah then you're going to know the truth. You don't know the truth when you listen, you don't know the truth two minutes after you pray the prayer. I signed the card, I prayed the prayer. You know, I'm even sporting a shirt, and I want you to sport the shirt. But I want you to transform your mind. Right? He said, then you're going to know the truth. You'll start gaining knowledge in the truth. If you continue, Mark 4, 24 in the Amplified Bible says, the level of thought and study you give to the truth you hear determines the level of virtue and, and, and knowledge that comes back. Virtue's power. He said the level of power that my word can produce in your life is going to be measured by the level of thought and study you get. So you have to continue in the word. You don't just receive a word on a Sunday and then go home and live like the devil the rest of the week. You, you know, you got to apply this word. You got to give some thought. You got to meditate. You got to get this word down the inside of you. Man, I'm telling you, it's vital. Hello, you don't need the word of God. You need a word from God. And you, oh, wow, that's for me. I'm taking this one. And, and, and he said, if you'll continue, that's when you're my disciples. Then you're going to begin to know the truth. And the knowledge of that truth, look, look. And the, and the knowledge of that truth will set you free. Man, I'm telling you, what God's got for you is freedom. Think about it for just a minute. There's stuff, how many of you know people that are in bondage in areas of life, whether it's a habit, whether it's a mindset, whether it's a belief system, whether it's a condition, whatever, you know people that need freedom. Hold your hand up. You know people that need freedom. Dude, that's a lot of hands. How many of you in the room are those people? And some of you guys are looking around like you don't want anybody to see it. Well, you're the guy that they were thinking of when they held their hand up the first time. <laughs> Jesus wants to make you free. And, and, and here's, the, here's the problem. Here's the pro- well, well, if God wants me free, then bless God, he'll make me free. Because God is in control. If God were in control, you'd be nicer already. God put you in control. God's given you authority. God's given you dominion. Well, don't shout me down just because I'm preaching so stinking good. You, you have what it takes to demonstrate Satan's defeat. You have strength for all things. You got that. You're, you're going to walk this. You're going to live this. You're the demonstration of his power. But check out what they said to look, look at this next verse. It's funny to me. And they answered him, 
He wasn't asking questions. He made a statement of revelation truth. But they came back with an answer. See, you always got an answer, don't you? God will speak truth into our life, but we got an answer. And they, they, they almost, it's almost like they said, hold on. Do you know who you're talking to? Here you jump up and say, if we continue in your word, then we'll become disciples, and then we'll finally know something, and then that knowledge will make us free. We are Abraham's descendants. We are not now, nor have we ever been, a slave to anybody. See, it's like a lot of y'all. And I'll jump in the car with you. That's like, that's like us. I don't have bondage. Here's the deal. If you cannot see your bondage, you will never see your freedom. These guys, these guys are flinging at Jesus. What you talking about? I've been in church longer than you've been alive. Well, I've been in the way for 47 years. Huh. See, some of you guys go, what was that? Well, see, back in the day, we did that after every sentence. Because huh? that proved huh, that the power of God huh, was about ready to move huh, up in this place. Huh? And I'm telling you, huh, that God huh, is going to move today. Huh? It does, it is fun. It does make me feel good. I've been around a long time, brother. Yeah, but Jesus is pointing out the fact that there's bondage. And we're pointing out, we're believers. And so in the next verse, he says to him, uh, verily, truly, I tell you, when Jesus says that, you might want to, like, jot it down, okay? Everyone, not some of us, but everyone who sins, dang it. Because now he's talking about us. Because the Bible says, for all have sinned. There's none righteous. No, not one. You are not the one. Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. And check it out. This is huge, man. Check it out. A slave doesn't have a permanent place. He's in and out and in and out and in and out. But he ain't got a permanent place in the family. This is huge. See, a son belongs forever. See, a, a, a slave is in the house for a while. And then he goes back. But the family hangs out after hours. 
A slave serves the table. A son eats at the table. I'm telling you that there's a place that God's wanting to bring us where you ain't smelling the steak, you devouring it. Well, so he's looking for perfection. Well, wait a minute. I have three sons. Let me tell you something about sons. They're not perfect. Fair enough. Shelby would say that they are a picture of their father. I would say something on her side of the family is messing with my boys. Jesus would say, the son I'm talking about is not technon, Greek word. Technon, which is a child by mere fact of birth, but is weos, Greek word, a son who displays the characteristics of his father. He's telling them, even though you're sons, you're living like slaves. See, you don't have to live that way. But the bondage, the control that, the, that you're allowing the enemy to have in your life, you're stepping in, but then you're moving back out. See, you, you move into a place, you have a moment of freedom, but then you withdraw, you act like a slave. But I've called you my son. You could be at the table. You don't have to leave because of your imperfection. See, I know that you're not perfect. Listen to what God's saying. I know you ain't perfect, but you're my child. You don't have to get, get pushed out of this position of power. I can show you how to maintain it. This is good. Uh, we, show me another one. If the sign sets you free, You'll be free indeed. Oh, somebody. Oh, my God. Jesus wanting to take you to a place of insane freedom. I'm talking about freedom. Freedom, man, to demonstrate Satan's defeat. Freedom where, where it ain't nothing controlling you, but you controlling. You be, I'm telling you that God, God wants to elevate you to a position of power that's going to be mind-blowing. telling you it's going gonna, it's gonna to be mind-blowing. Blowing. Uh, Paul was writing a letter to, to the church at Corinth, and it was a corrective letter. Uh, find, find some of the Bible scholars later and, and ask them, man, it, it, was a, it was a corrective letter because of their lifestyle, and, and it's kind of the same issue that Jesus was talking about here. And, and he taps into it in 1 Corinthians 2, about, what is it, verse 13, 14. It says, I has not seen, ear hasn't heard, neither has it entered the heart of any man the things which God has prepared. Man, I'm telling you, you ain't never seen what God has prepared for you. You ain't never heard nothing like, like what he's been planning on your behalf. Man, you, you ain't never had a dream like the one that God's got for you. Wait till you see what he's got for you. Man, he said, I hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard, neither has it entered the heart of any man the things which God hath prepared for those. Look at the next verse. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. Everybody say, the spirit. Oh, come on, say the spirit. spirit. 
See, he's given us a clue. Okay, the Spirit searches everything, and even the deep things of God. Look at the next one. And, and he says, for, for, for the, what man, the natural man, uh, uh, knows, for what man knows the things of a man except the Spirit of a man? Even so, nobody knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. You see, that natural God can't figure this out, but the Spirit, bro, man, this is going to get someplace. Look at this next one. For we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God that we might know. You see, the reason we got the Spirit is that we might know the things that have been freely given to us. God's trying to draw you to a place so he can show you some stuff that you can't see with your natural eye. He wants to take you to a place where you can hear some things. You can't hear it with your natural ear. He wants, he wants to fill your heart, man, with a vision that, that you ain't going to get in the natural realm. Check it out. This next one's crazy. These things we also speak, not in words which, uh, of man's wisdom, but which the Holy Spirit teaches. And we're comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Check it out. The natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit. Neither can he. For they are foolishness to him. See, we always want to apply this to, like, non-believers. Don't argue, and, and there's some great wisdom here. There's no need to argue, uh, you know, doctrine and theology with an unbeliever. The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit, neither can he, for they are foolishness to him. You know, but the natural man, see, Paul's addressing a different issue with the church of Corinth because he, he's addressing their worldliness. And he's like, hey, guys, and, and, and he's talking to believers too. And he said, hey, guys, see, you, you started well, but you keep backing out. You've got to continue, man. You got, you, you, when you were born again, when you were created, remember, you, you, you got a three-part being. You got a body. You got a soul. You got a spirit. But the spirit is like in hibernation. And that's why Jesus said you got to be born again. And they're like, what? I got to go back to my mother's womb? No, no, no. Your spirit, man, has got to come to the forefront. He's got to be revived. You got you to let, you got to be dominated by the spirit, not by the natural man. See, why? Because the natural man, sukikos, it's the word. It's a life driven, motivated by body and, and soul. See, he can't receive the things of the Spirit. Oh, get this. Oh, man, I'm running out of time today. You, you got to get this. That, uh, see, there's a reason that God said, hey, don't be confronted to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you can know God's will. See, without renewing your mind, you can't even know the will of God. Why? Because your natural mind, your natural man, he can't receive the things of the Spirit. God, I hope you're getting this. The natural man cannot receive the things of the Spirit. It seems foolish. Forgive him. You're smoking crack? You know what he did? You know what he said? You know how they did it? He doesn't deserve forgiveness. What are you talking about? It ain't about him. It's about you. We think forgiveness is dealing with the past. You can't change your past. You can't alter the past. You can only take the past to the altar. Forgiveness ain't about the past. It opens the door to the future regardless of the past. For give. Two words put together to make one word. For in advance. Pre. For. Ahead of. Give. When you give, it's a gift. A gift is something that's given to someone who's done nothing to deserve it. 
quit trying to see the spirit man gets it. Spirit man, he spends time in the spirit man. If you continue in my word, truth is going to begin to bubble up on the inside of you. You're just going to start to, revelation, not rhema. Rhema is going to begin to flow. And you're going to begin to see stuff that you couldn't see in the natural realm. Because in the natural realm, you don't want to forgive him. You want to hit him with a truck. Right? Why? Because it make me feel better. Man, we, I, I, hope, I hope you don't mind if I get transparent for a minute. People honk at me. I instantly want to kill them. You know, and, and it doesn't even have to be at me. You know, I was going down to Clearwater the other day. I was on the telephone. I think it was with Stephen. And somebody honked at somebody else. They honked at a, at a pregnant, she looked like a single mom, and, 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 you know, cry, trying to cross the street. They honked at her. And, and, and I'm telling you, if I'd had my way, I'd ran them off the road and beat them to death and told God that they just, I don't know what happened to them. You know, it just seems natural to me. That's the problem. And in that natural realm, I don't understand spiritual things. But in the spirit, see, because you continued in the word and the word started producing rain and you start realizing, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Forgiveness is going to free me. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I know one thing. I don't know everything, but I do know one thing. He's good at his job. So if I take an agitator and put him in his hands, I no longer need to worry about that. I mean, I got some promises. He said, if they curse you, I'll curse them. Thank you, Jesus. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit, neither can he. They're foolishness to him. Nor can he know them because they're spiritually Discern. Look at the next verse. But he who is spiritual, man, he can judge all these things. You're not to judge me. No, I'm to judge everything. Don't buy into that lie. Don't judge me. I'm not judging you. I'm judging how this, if this is going to be a part of my life or not. I'm walking by the Spirit, and I'm going to tell you something. This this carnality. See, we the whole church in America is all complaining about darkness in the world. Darkness in the world. Let me tell you the problem. Weakness in the church. Well, they shouldn't be living that way. Are you kidding me? Let's put the spotlight on you for about five minutes. <laughs> it's another message. We judge all things, yet he, yet he himself is rightly judged by nobody. Why? Because that's done by the Spirit. Hey, hey, let's, let's just keep rolling here. Give it to me. For who has known the mind of the Lord that they could instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. How do we know? We have... He, when God said, my thoughts aren't your thoughts, it wasn't a put down, it was an invitation up. But your natural man can't receive the thoughts of God. So you're going to have to be spiritual. See, whether you like it or not, you already are. You're a tripart being. You got a body, you got a soul, and you got a spirit. But a lot of us, we're constantly feeding the soul. And we, throw, we, we, just, we, we, we have the spirit on life support. And the spirit is placing orders that the soul can't pay for. See, think about it. Uh, uh, you know, resolutions you've made. 
You know, at the beginning of the year, resolution is the big thing, right? And I, I think that's cool. Set some goals. Let's go for it. And, and, and you set a resolution, you know, and you're, you're going to lose 20 pounds. And the cool thing is, is that here we are in July, and you only got 28 pounds to go. How'd that happen? You're trying, to, you're trying to develop willpower to help the part of you that could receive power, but you ain't, you, ain't, you ain't using that part. You're using the part that can't receive power, and you're trying to grow willpower to overcome something that has overpowered you. But if you were spiritual... You, you would remember that it's not by might and it's not by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. Jesus, Jesus, well, man, oh man, I got to keep going here. Are we in chapter three yet? Next verse, next verse, just new chapter, next verse. Brothers and sisters, brothers, I couldn't address you as people who live by the spirit, but as people who are still worldly. He said, you know, we're trying to get someplace, but we can't get there because we can't, we, can't, we can't get over here into the Spirit because you're still, still worldly. Okay, next verse. I gave you milk, not solid food, because you weren't ready for it. You're still not ready. Look at this next one. Uh, you're still worldly. Look, and he gives one example. Isn't there jealousy and quarreling among you? Well, that's, that's worldly stuff. Are you not acting like mere humans? Guys, see, you have Zoe. Z-O-E, God life. Jesus came that we might have life, Zoe. Life as God has it. More life than death, more joy than sorrow, more peace than chaos, more hope than despair, more provision than lack, more healing than sickness. You got it. But you're living like you ain't. When's God going to show up? No, when are you going to grow up? No, I'm just saying what he was kind of saying. I, I didn't mean that. <laughs> Can you hear, did you hear what Pastor Tom said to me? He told me to grow up. Oh, God forbid. Anyways. Dude, I should be wrapping up right four minutes ago. Can I have five more minutes? Good, because I'm taking it anyways. Okay? So, uh, Listen. Just tell them I went long, you get an extra large cone. Okay? We'll pay you back. I, I need you to see what Jesus, would Jesus address this stuff? Okay? Remember he was on the mountain? He was on, a, don't even worry about the scriptures, dude. Uh, he was on the mountain, and he came back down, and everybody's having a big argument, and he goes, what's going on here? And a guy came to him, and he said, well, my son, he throws himself into the fire, it tries to burn him up, he throws himself in the water, it tries to kill him, and he said, I brought him to your guys, they couldn't do anything about it, could you please have pity on me? See, and, and, and unfortunately, our worldliness is trying to train the community to come to church for pity. When we ought to be demonstrating a, 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 a level of power, they don't come for pity, they come for power. Hello? I don't want anybody to think I'm weird. Listen, if you can kick the devil in the crotch, we don't care how weird you are. But we need you on the team. Hello? Now, now, I don't think the spirit, you know, well, we, we got dove feathers full. Oh, give me a break. I don't need feathers. I need power. Hello? I need the ability to know what to do when we don't know what to do. I, I need a word from God that's instant, in season and out. I, 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 I need, hello, somebody. 
And Jesus looks at him and goes, pity? Bring the boy here. And, and he heals him. And he goes, what a bunch of, you're a faithless and perverse generation. Which made me feel better because Jesus just offended everybody. <laughs> faithless, he's talking to believers, man. They're in, it's like a church. And you're faithless and, and faithless. What's that? You, your spirit, man, is tiny, Tim. Don't start that music. Turn it off. I'll finish when I'm done. Dude, you, don't go there. Okay. Faithless. Your, your, your spirit man is, is tiny, perverse. Your carnal man is huge. He's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Carnal. The Greek word carne. Ever open up a can of chili con carne? They still have that? I don't do a lot of shopping anymore. Thank you, Lord. But, uh, uh, Chili con carne, it's got to be, but there's also meat in there. There's flesh in there, carne. What we have is Christians con carne. That's what Jesus was saying. He goes, faithless and perverse. And, and, and he goes, and he just, I mean, he humiliates his guys. And so they came to him privately. <laughs> it's kind of funny. And uh, they catch him in the back room and said, okay, okay, calm down. Why couldn't we do it? Because it was, it, 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 was, uh, it was not common. They'd been going around healing people. What's up with this one? And he reminds them, hey, you got faithful, faithlessness, you got, you got this carnality thing. But just remember that, that this type of breakthrough comes from prayer and fasting. So Jesus not only pointed out the problem, but he gave the solution. See, faithlessness is a disconnect from God. Perverse, that's a real connect to the world. How do, I, how do I change that? Prayer, a reconnect to God. Fasting, a disconnect from carnality. See, if you pray, you're going to grow your spirit, man. And if you fast, you're going you're gonna to destroy that carnal man. He said, there's some things you need to get a hold of in prayer. And there's some things you need to let go of your flesh. You want to have some real breakthrough power? You want to have some real freedom? See, if you continue in my word, you're going to know the truth. You don't need somebody coming to you saying, you've got to stop doing this. You got to stop. Because, you know, you know what? Human rules and human regulations, you know, we build hoops and have people jump through them and it looks easy. Set the hoop on fire. But Jesus, by the Spirit, you know, and the Holy Spirit will come, and he'll start bringing insight into your life. And, 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 and I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something crazy. Sometimes it'll be something, and you're going to go, What? You, you know, I mean, just picture you're, 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 you're trying to mow the lawn, and, 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 but the lawnmower won't start, and you're, you're fighting with it. And, 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 you know, if it's me, you, you, you got a lot of tools because they look cool. What do you do with them? Nothing. You look for them. That's what tools are for. You look for them. Because I got three boys, and it's like hide and seek, okay? Where'd they put it? Where'd they put it? It's like Easter. Okay, and looking for it. Why? I don't know why. What are you going to use it for? I had paperweight, but you, I can't get the mower started, and, and, and I'm fighting with the mower, and pray, God, you got to help me, give me wisdom, give me insight, help me, help me, and he's like, go talk to the neighbor, not now, I'm trying to get the mower running, God, I've che I check the gas, I check the filter, I check that little, little, little bumper thing, man, it feels like it might be leaking, maybe I should go buy a part, and God's like, talk to the neighbor, I don't want to talk to the neighbor, 
finally, just out of frustration, fine, I'm going to talk to the neighbor. How you doing, neighbor? I'm doing good. Hey, are you having a problem with the mower? Yeah. I can fix it in 13 seconds. You know, sometimes it's just crazy what the Spirit will tell you to do. And the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit, neither can he for their foolishness to him. It would be foolish to go talk to the neighbor right now. I'm trying to fix the mower. You, hello? See, we're afraid that if we're going to be led by the Spirit, we're going to get weird. No, you're going to get power. See, the enemy wants you to think, number one, I'm not in bondage. He wants you to not see your bondage so you'll never see your freedom. And he wants you to think that a Spirit-led life is some kind of ooky, spooky thing. And bless God, we just don't need that right now. And here's the deal. A Spirit-led life is not a strange life. It's an empowered life. People will get mad and frustrated and upset and leave because they can't understand why you just did what you just did. Well, that's because the natural man can't understand the things of the Spirit. Sometimes the Spirit will tell us to do stuff that don't make sense to the natural man. But God has a perspective that's bigger than yours and mine. Hello? God's just trying to get you to a position of power. The reality is, is that there's things in your life that have been wreaking havoc in your home. But it's bigger than you. It's bigger than your house. It's impacting you. It's impacting your spouse. It's impacting your kids. It's impacting your neighbors. It's impacting our community. It's impacting our church. It's impacting our state. God said, you know, if, if you just continue in my word, you'd kind of like know the truth. Does that not imply that we may have bought into a lie? If Jesus came to you and said, if you continue in my word, you'll know the truth. Would you not have to assume that he was saying, listen, if you don't continue in this word, you're going to end up remaining in that deception. There's something that's got a hold on you. But I have something that can set you free. Starve that carnal man. Grow that spirit man. See, you can tell me all the names of the survivors. You're gonna, you, you can tell people who's getting booted off a big brother. You, 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 you got all kinds of info on, on, on the sports teams and who their players are and who got traded and how much they're getting a year. And, and you got all that information because that makes you a man. That makes you a carnal man. Now, it's not that your carnal man is... Well, if I live by the Spirit, I, I can't like football. No, no, no. It's just that I'm going to seek first the kingdom of God, his way of doing, his way of being right. Then all these other things. You know what's crazy? Uh, if we walk in obedience to God, we attract the favor of God. Yeah? But we want to argue, I already have the favor of God. No, you have momentary moments of favor which is better than no favor but God wants to bring you to the table he's going come here son come here daughter you want to see favor I want to do things in your life that natural men can't even understand 
I want people who are far from me looking at you going, I don't get I don't get it. Man, he works in the cubicle next to me. He's dealing with the same stuff I am, but look at this. He's getting promoted. He's got blessings coming. And I'm telling you, the life that God has for you, you want it. You want it. Don't you buy into that lie where the enemy's telling you, if you go after it, you're going to lose a lot of stuff. You know, you're going to lose your friends. You're going to lose your influence. You're going to lose your impact. You're not going to have any fun. You're not going to get to do what you want to do. Oh, no. Let, let me tell you. If you continue in his word, you'll begin to understand the truth. And that truth is freedom. Can you see your bondage? You can start the music now. Can, can you see your bondage? Can you recognize it? Do you have the ability, the courage, to say, you know what? I, I think Jesus is talking to me. You know, I, I'll get in the car with you. Because here's the deal. Anyone who sins, slave to sin. Well, we've all sinned, so here we are. There's areas in my life where I'm ready for some freedom. So today, you know, we're just going to pray a prayer. I'll tell you this much. I'm not going to call you down front, but, but, but I'm not going to ask people to bow their head and close their eyes. Some of you guys, you're so far from God, it's pathetic, and it's time to run to him. Some of you guys, you're believers, but, you're, but your spirit man's still puny, and, and the carnal man's still big. And, and you still need to say, you know what? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a step today. I'm, I'm going to move myself towards God. So what I'm going to have you do today, if you're in this room and you say, you know what? Uh, I, I'm, I, I'm just going to turn the light on today. And I'm going to say, okay, here I am, God. I want the truth. I want to know the truth. And I want to live in the truth. And I want the freedom that comes from the truth. And I'm ready to reposition myself. I'm not going to hide and protect and justify the bondage in my life. I'm going to see it because I'm, I'm bound and determined to see my freedom. And if that's you, well, everybody's looking around. I just want you to stand up right where you are. I just want you to say, yeah, I think that's me. I think God's got something for me, and I'm going to go get it. And I'm not going to be embarrassed about it. I'm, I'm going after this thing with all my might. It's awesome. We're going to pray. Father, right now. In the name of Jesus, we, we know, God, that your word, no word from God will ever fail. Well, here's a word from God. If we continue in your word, we'll begin to know things we didn't know. And the truth will begin to uncover the lies that we've caught on to. God, the, the, the truth, and I know the enemy, I know the enemy's fighting because he, he, he doesn't want us to find out what he's stolen because it, the Bible tells us that if we catch the thief, he has to repay seven times. So God, I know already we're going to reposition ourselves just by uncovering the, the works of the deceiver and the thief that's trying to steal. But God, right now we just celebrate that your word is going to become revelation knowledge. We're going to know truth, and that truth is going to produce freedom, and that freedom is going to put us in a position of power that we ain't never known before. So I pray for every family represented by people who are on their feet today. And I declare right now, the freedom of God is theirs and it belongs to them and that the spirit of God is going to rule and going to reign and make himself known in their life like never before. God, I thank you 
that every weapon that's been formed against them is going to fall right now in Jesus' name. God, I thank you that sickness is leaving bodies. I thank you that depression is leaving minds. I thank you that hopelessness is leaving hearts. I thank you, God, that there is a future that you're pulling us into and it's worth fighting for. And we're locking shields and going after it with everything we got. We give you the praise and the glory. I want everybody in this place, pray this prayer. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need forgiveness. So come into my life in a new and living way and give me hope, give me vision, give me strength. I choose to live for you every day of my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, give God one more big hand.